What's up guys? It's your girl here, Rossi. Hello, movie lovers. And tonight we are going to discuss the new Hellraiser on Hulu. So let's get it started. What's up, movie lovers? It's your girl, Rossi. And I finally got to see the new Hellraiser on Hulu. I watched it uh, late last night, about midnight. I watched it about midnight last night. Um, I really enjoyed it, guys. Um, this is a new story. It's um, not, you know, a part two or a remake or a prequel. This is a whole new story in the world of Hellraiser. So let's get started with a few things I want to talk about. First of all, um, Hellraiser was originally, well, it's directed by David Bruckner. And this is a, what, Clive Barker um, story. And um, there are books that were written. They were called Hellbound, The Hellbound Heart. And it also was a play, fun fact, that premiered in 1986. The original guy that played Hellraiser, um, uh, Doug Bradley, he also played Pinhead in the uh, play adaptation of Hellraiser, which was called The Hellbound Heart. Now, in this Hellraiser, we have um, a new protagonist playing Pinhead, or the High Priestess. And uh, let me find out what her name is. She did a great job, by the way, guys. Um, it is starring, just a second, let me get my stuff together here. So the movie is um, starring um, Odessa Azion. She plays Raleigh, which is our um, one of our main characters. And um, let's see, Jamie Clayton is playing Pinhead or High Priestess, and she did a great job. So the story starts with our um, our lead, um, Riley, and uh, she has uh, she's a drug addict. She has this boyfriend who's also an addict, not a great guy. And uh, she's living with her brother, Matt, his husband, and another roommate. Well, um, I'm going to skip a little bit, uh, skip around like I did last with the Blonde Review. Um, so we're going to go out all out of order. Um, anyways, um, so Riley is an addict, and um, she has this boyfriend, Trevor, who um, they are deeply in love with each other. Um, when we get to see Riley and uh, Trevor, you know... Uh, as all the Hellraisers do, there's a, a sex scene, you know, between Riley and uh, Trevor. And they're going at it anyways. Um, she lives with her brother, Matt, and uh, his boyfriend and their roommate. And needless to say, Trevor and Riley are getting it on and it's pretty freaking loud. And they don't realize that there's other people in the house. Quite funny. She comes out of the room. You get introduced to the other characters in the movie. Um, as the plot goes along... Anyways, uh, Raleigh, you know, she's, she's really trying to beat drugs. I think she's a pill popper and she was off for about a week. Her brother's not forward. Uh, he and, he and his sister are very close, uh, being that she lives with him, younger sister, and, uh, he takes care of her, but he's not too happy with, um, the life that Raleigh has chosen and being with Trevor, who's also an addict and just not a good guy, as you'll figure out later on in the film. What I really liked about this film was the fact that in this, Hellraiser, we get to know more about the box or the laminate configuration in which the box is also called. So they um, give a lot of detail, which we haven't been getting in all the past previous Hellraisers. You know about the box, you know what happens, but they really focus on the um, box, okay? Uh, the puzzle cube. Um, anyways, Raleigh gets her hands on the puzzle cube. Uh, her, her, She's tired of being broke and her boyfriend, Trevor, who's not a great guy, you know, uh, lets her know, hey, I got a, a job we can do. We can make some money, but we got to uh, go and steal this artifact. They don't know what it is. They go out one night. They um, have to break into this safe. They get the safe 
um, broken into and inside the safe is our little, you know, cube, you know, um, our puzzle. They don't know what it is. Trevor doesn't know what it is. At least that's what we, you know, so far that's what we think anyways. So they get this box and they're looking at it and, you know, uh, like with all the previous ones, you know, they're, they're curious about it. Um, anyways to get through it, Riley ends up um, being the one that opens up the box. One night uh, she comes home, you know, she told her brother she wouldn't be with Trevor anymore. Of course, you know, you push people away. They tend to, you know, stick together like glue, which happened between Trevor and Raleigh. Uh, the brothers like kind of had it. Uh, they've never gotten into this type of argument before. They've always had each other's back. And the brothers like, I'm just, I, I'm over it. You know, you come in here drunk. You disrespecting my home. I want you out of my house. So he kicks Raleigh out, not wanting to, but you know, kicks her out. And, um, Raleigh leaves the house. She, you know, has a car. She goes to her car to sleep in it. And when she's in her car and she's getting her pillow the box falls out of her backpack so she picks the box up she goes to the park she sits on this merry-go-round and by the way she decides to go ahead and take a few pills to you know feel a little better and uh, she takes the pill she's really high she goes to this merry-go-round and she's playing with the box and the box I think it opens up at that point but um the box opens up she's she sees that it opens up but she kind of like blacks out once the box opens up guys you know and you're playing with the box you get to see the center Cenobites. And the Cenobites are um, uh, sadomasters. Sadists. They're sadists. I don't want to say the full name because I'm probably saying it wrong. But anyways, they're sadists. They're hell demons. They live in hell. And once you open up that box, that's when, you know, you get introduced to the Cenobites. And there's many different uh, Cenobites. There's uh, one that was an old one and then they have new ones and they look freaking awesome. Um, the makeup, the all of it is just, it looks really good. So I really appreciate it that. Anyways, uh, Matt wakes up. Um, he sees that he realizes his sister's not there he goes up the street to go find her because he has this disturbing nightmare which wakes him up and uh, he goes he finds her at the park on the merry-go-round passed out he's trying to wake her up raleigh 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 what's what's up um he tries to wake her up there's this box there and the thing about the box guys is there is this blade once that blade nicks you cuts you whatever you you're they, they own you basically the cenobites uh are high priestess you, you, they're coming for um blood basically anyways it ends up stabbing matt uh matt has a cut raleigh wakes up he gets her up he sits her alongside the in the park against the wall next to the restrooms he goes in a bathroom and his cut is like deep you guys it's opened up he's bleeding all over the place and then he starts to like fade in fade out he's kind of woozy uh you see the gash so you understand that the blade that comes out of that cube and if it is not just a nick like it cuts you deep i mean blood's everywhere and at this point the bathroom transforms into like the box it's like the gates of hell opens up and we see visions or we see you know the high priestess you get to see um i think at that point you see some of the cenobites but you do get to see the high priestess matt doesn't know what's going on he's like tripping um he he's in the bathroom all of a sudden you hear him screaming screaming rally wakes up you know because she's she's taking some drugs so she's in and out coming too she does hear her brother scream she sees him remembers him going into the bathroom although she's kind of out of it so she goes in a the bathroom there is no sign of matt he's gone he she still sees the blood in the sink but he's gone nowhere to be found and if you love hellraiser you know about hellraiser um 
um, you know where he is. He's trapped in, in hell, basically. Um, from that point, um, Rowley starts to become more um, interested in this box. And one thing that happens, though, right when um, after Matt disappears, the box, once it's opened up, it kind of like goes into a different configuration. And she sees it's moving. Um, and one thing you'll notice is when that the blade cuts, the blood drips on the, the cube and it's it's feeding a cube. And the cube kind of sucks up the blood because obviously it, it's, you know, hell, basically, okay? Let's see. There's some other fun facts or things that, uh, well, let me just read the synopsis, okay? Because I'm, I'm going all over the place because I really did. Uh, I love this film. It was really good. I was, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I thought it was going to be like a remake. And so when it starts, I'm kind of looking for, you know, things that happened in the original Hellraiser. I was um, um, pleasantly pleased that this was a whole new installation, a whole new story, okay, from the Hellraiser world. But anyways, the synopsis is this. It depicts a sinister man in a soup luring someone into um, solving the mysterious puzzle box and the Cenobites soon arrive in ghoulish fashion to inflict horrific torture on their new set of victims, okay? So that's what this story is about. Kind of like other ones, but this one's really good because we really get to see the transformation of a human becoming a Cenobite, all right? And we saw that, and I think it was Hellraiser 2, they told a story about Elliot Spencer, who was, who ended up being in head, how he opened up the box and he wanted, you know, the pleasures that they offer you. And uh, let's just say the pleasure that they offer you that you think you're getting pleasure and power, um, no, they have a whole nother, meaning the Cenobites have an um, idea of what pleasure is, okay? So this box is pretty much pleasure and pain. Roland Voigt, who um, he's a, a millionaire in the film. You see him in the beginning, you get to see his mansion. Um, he opened up the box and he has this woman working with him, Serena, an older woman. And in the very beginning, before we even got to Riley and uh, Trevor, the family, they show, you know, there's this like party at this mansion. Uh, there's a really uh, attractive young man, Serena, the older woman in the film. You know, she's um, hitting on him, flirting with him, tells him, you know, in five minutes or whatever, meet me, you know, in the bathroom or whatever. He follows, she gets up and leaves. He follows her. And that's our first victim. This young guy is our first victim in which she did this for uh, Roland uh, Voigt, who is the older rich gentleman who originally opened up the box, okay? And we, at this point, we don't know what connection that Roland has with Riley, Trevor, and Matt and his family. Anyway, so in the very beginning, they show you that's the first kill. And of course, you have the chains that attach to your flesh, your shoulders, your sides. I mean, just horrific, absolutely horrific. And it's bloody and it's Hellraiser and it's 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 an awesome kill. Anyways, so that's in the very beginning. So, and you'll be able to meet Roland Voigt again in the film. And when you first see Roland, remember he's in a three-piece suit, you know, and he, he did have the woman lure this young man, you know, to feed the box basically, all right? Anyways, back to Raleigh. She's wanting to find out more about this box because she saw the puzzle itself move. Her brother's gone and she knows, you know, that it, it has to be something that, to do with this box. So, so from there, we start to, you know, find out more about the box. Raleigh plays with the box more and it changes shapes. Like it goes through different phases. And I'm going to tell you guys about those phases. And then we'll talk about the Cenobites. There's six configurations with the box. You have Lamnin, Lore, uh, Lauderant, uh, Liminal, Lazarus, and Leviathan. Okay. And each of them represents uh, a different aspect of the human experience. Pleasure, pain. Let's see. And after the box cuts someone, the box 
Fox opens up the gates of hell and the Cenobites claim the flesh of whoever opens it. Okay, so that's what happens uh, with the box. And so when it was opened up and, you know, her brother got, you know, stabbed, you know, by that blade that's in there that just will just come out the more you kind of, you know, move the box. And once that blade gets you, I mean, you're, it's, you're chained up, you're bound, you know, a uh, high priestess is coming for you. So as the story goes along, you know, no one believes um, Riley when she goes back to the house and tells, you know, Matt's husband or boyfriend that, you know, this is the last place I saw Matt, you know, was was at the, the park in the bathroom. One thing she didn't tell him was the box. And so she begins to tell them about this box. They think that she's still, you know, on drugs that she's actively using. So something's not right with her that someone they think someone kidnapped Matt and that's how he's gone. So as the, you know, they're finding out more about the box. Um, They end up going to the man. Okay. And at the mansion, what's really cool about it is Roland Voigt has built this mansion and it's like the cube. Okay. Um, He has made cages so the mansion can close up in different parts of the mansion so that the Cenobites can't get to him. Okay. Because so, he's caged off the way that the house is built. It's pretty cool the way it looks. And when you see it, you instantly know that it, it's the box, the cube. Anyways, she goes there. A lot of the story basically takes place uh, at that mansion. They're going there. The box kind of led them there. You get to see all of the, the Cenobites at some point when they're at the mansion. A lot of shit's going down. The Cenobites, guys, let's see. I have the name of the Cenobites. We have the Weeper, who is the new Cenobite. The bodies kind of have like bluish tint, tears. It weeps. The skin is just in all the Cenobites. There's always some pulling of the skin, filleted, opened up. So our new Cenobite uh, oh, has these dark, like black eyes. It looks like monstrous alien. Oh, it's freaking awesome. The affix, the affix. This is a Cenobite where she's. It's like she can't breathe, obviously, and the skin is pulled over her face. So all you hear is this struggling to breathe. That's a scary one. Oh, my favorite one is the mask. Uh, this Cenobite face is stretched out. I mean, it's just stretched out in this like wires, you know, that's on top of the face or underneath the face. It's really freaking uh, creepy. And then they mentioned one, um, the mother. And this one, it's seen in Roland's um, art gallery in his house. There's like a picture of her and um, she's called the mother um, because she has this built belly. Uh, she looks pregnant and um, it don't look like it went too well. Okay. A lot of these facts, guys, I got from the Den of Geek. It's an article that was written by Joe George. Um, I read a lot of that article today to find out a little bit about, um, to read a little bit about, fun fact about Hellraiser. So those are your uh, Cenobites. Anyways, you end up finding out as they're in the house and they, you have one of the roommates, the female roommate of Matt Riley and Matt's husband. She is our first kill, you know, with the group of guys, uh, our, our main group. And uh, the way that she's taken, it's really cool because they're in the house. There's these uh, buttons behind the bar and uh, you hit a certain button and like this piano plane, organ plane goes off and she's like, oh, sorry guys, didn't mean to hit that one. Then she hits another one and like the wall opens up. So she goes into the wall, the wall closes up and she's stuck there. So she's stuck in a wall. Dude, all of a sudden she looks behind her. She sees like a shadowy figure. I think it's a high priestess. Anyways, by the way, guys, side note, also jitter teeth, the chatter each teeth guy, he's back too. Okay. Anyways, so she's in the wall and this kill that she gets, dude, like they freaking the pinhead sees her she's freaking out she's trying to run from them and it literally takes her takes the, the pinhead high priestess takes the pin sticks it in
in her neck, okay, after she's already being tortured. And what's really cool about the scene is as the pin is going in her neck, they have a view of the inside of her neck and her yelling and you hear that. It's an awesome freaking kill. And they stick the pin through, goes through one side, pulls it out. I mean, torture. You hear her screaming. She's gone. She's in the underworld, the hell, gone. That's our first one. As they're trying to escape, as they're going along, they realize that the house has levers as well. And they can hit a lever and the cage, you know, closes up by the door so that the Cenobites can't get into the house. And so you have Trevor at this point who's been bitten by the chattery tooth when a chunk is taken out of him. He's still living though. Rowley's working hard to help them. By the way, she does have a discussion with Pinhead before Trevor gets uh, bitten and the high priestess and the high priestess is letting her know i need two more bodies i need two more um or i take you so if if you're able to solve the puzzle you have leverage if you're not and you don't give them what they want they're getting you no matter where you go they know where you're at so they're getting you anyways she has this conversation with um the priestess um and the priestess lets her know so she ends up turning the tables on the cenobites and there's a point where she realizes that she needs to lure one in for for that to be a kill because she doesn't want to kill her boyfriend she doesn't want to kill you know uh, matt's you know um husband and she we already lost one you know what i'm saying so she turns the tables they do this trap where they open up the the gates uh, goes outside and then all the cenobites just appear you have the high priestess in front you got all the others that are on the side and you guys like when they appear like the first one the first hellraiser those cenobites were awesome but this one is just there's another level of creep with the graphics we have today the the makeup we're able to do it's just it's just freaking awesome and when you're able to see every single one of them at one time it's just so freaking cool dude and they're focused on getting you so they end up luring at the aspects into the house and uh, they stabbed the cattery one he ends up getting stabbed with a cube and so there is one kill so they decide okay and and what's what's effed up about this is even though the cenobites are one with you know our high priestess and they work together it doesn't matter if that blade on that box cuts you i don't care who you are you are done you are them and knowing that the chatter you know cenobite has already been taken because you see where he's at you finally see just the chains that come and bound you and just rips the freaking the chatter you know cenobite just dude rips it apart done so we got our first kill and so Riley's kind of like you know okay this worked let's set this up and do this again so that's when they figured out the buttons in a house and how to work the house because like i said the house is pretty much like the box the roland voigt built it like that to protect himself from the cenobites and it worked okay so she opens up the gates they lit you know the asic comes in the asic is coming in to claim them but things go awry they're not able to get the blade in it and that's when they're running and all the the cages starts to close up to where they're separate in one place separate in another place and this is when you get to see um freaking roland voice and when you see him again he's he appears because remember trevor is f up like he has a chunk taken out of him he's bleeding come to find out trevor is our bad guy he and roland work together because roland paid him to go and get someone to open up that box so that he can give to the cenobite so because roland made a deal pleasure but pleasure wasn't exactly what he thought he thought it was or we think it was and dude when you see roland oh my gosh it's like he has this
this organ in in him like a part of the box in him and it's it's constantly it's turning and it's actually his his nerves latched in this organ thing a metal thing that's a part of his freaking chest and it tightens up so he's going through this torture because he is going to be the new Cenobite so kind of like in the first or I think it was the second one where you get to see Elliot Spencer the original pinhead how he was a World War One soldier and how he opened up the box and how he becomes pinhead from human we actually get to see that in this version of Hellraiser and I really appreciate that because to see a, a Cenobite being made was in the torture that it has to go through in order to get to its final form so every time this click happens it turns and it pulls at his nerves and he's just in a lot of freaking pain so anyways so that's when you first see him when you realize that he and Trevor are, are working together Trevor's working for him so Riley ends up or or Trevor Trevor ends up saying you know Riley I'm really sorry this had to happen so since they didn't get the asphyx that is caught in this gate you know kind of caught up they end up getting going after Matt's husband and so you have what's her name goodness I think it's the one the mask or one of them that ends up freaking getting to Matt's uh, husband and getting ready to claim its flesh because you know remember you know Riley owes that to them and so Riley's talking to the the Cenobite and they end up making a deal because Riley gets the choice to pick whoever she wants to so if the Cenobite chose that person and being that Riley's in control of this box and has opened it up and knows how to work it she ends up letting them take Trevor and Trevor dude the way that he goes they end up letting go of you know Matt's husband he falls to the ground I'm sorry I forgot his name guys and they get Trevor and once I found out Trevor was not good I could not wait for his so this was a really good film there's more to talk about the way the film ends is that Riley ends up the the Roland is now talking to the priestess they get back to that remember the gates in the house are kind of closed off so they can't get to Roland as he has this organ in him you know part of him because he's turning into a Cenobite and Riley ends up hitting the little button to you know open up the gate so that the Cenobites that are trying to get to Roland get to him because he's freaking evil and he's looking at Riley and he's like don't do that don't do that it opens up and you get to see Roland being tortured to get to his final form and he gets to his final form you guys he freaking um oh my gosh it's 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 awesome how they do it so the organ you know because Roland's talking to the priestess like I don't this was not what I expected whatever and she's like all right basically I'll give you a better gift I'll do you one better you see the organ being pulled the, the, the instrument being pulled out his body you see his body like the flesh airing a little bit it's changing up and you see him dude the, the being lifted up just lifted up you know out of the house into the sky like a freaking angel and he's bound to this like cross looking thing and he's bald when you see him he's powder ball and you see the transformation happen to him becoming a Cenobite it was freaking cool dude there's this body stripping apart skin filleting open his mouth is filleted open looking like the chatter all of this just opens up legs opened up I mean flesh just everywhere they bound him to this like metal cross thing 
you kind of hear like this angelic singing or something going on dude the way it ended was so freaking cool because it makes me believe like i'm sure it's gonna happen that obviously we're gonna get another installment i read to find out they're not mentioning it right now but if you watch this film you know that there's another installment coming that uh roland is now our new um cenobite and like i said the last time we watched this tra transformation was in i think hellraiser 2 or 3 when elliot spencer who is our original pinhead all right so listen i really love this film i thought it was great i do want to mention a couple of things that i did find out let's see it was other fun facts that i found out and i think it's about the the play yeah so okay so the play actually was called hunters in the snow it was a play it was directed by clive barker it starred doug bradley who played uh the original pinhead in the film uh this play was in 1986 i believe the first movie came out in 1987 and doug bradley played i think the the pinheads for the first i think seven films and then they switched and got another pinhead and then we have the high priestess everyone i've heard everyone talk about oh, i can't believe like you know pinhead's gonna be a woman i can't believe it well fun fact if you know hellraiser and you know that they were books in the books the original books which was called the hellbound heart uh that was wrote it was a novel that was wrote in 1986 that's the first time that you've seen pinhead appear pinhead was originally an androgynous looking woman um it was a woman i believe that she had obviously her skin's filleted but it, i heard that her legs like it had tongues that was attached to her legs and they were moving you know so director david bruckner going back to uh have a woman play pinhead that's how it originally was a woman so this is nothing new I, and i like that they that he went ahead and stuck with what the books had you know uh the pinhead in a book which was a woman and i believe jamie clayton is a trans woman and she did an awesome job the voice obviously i believe it, it's added in but the slight smile that she does the the stare and just it being a woman it's even more creepy and i love that the other cenobites are uh, different women and they just look it just looks creepy but jamie let's see i want to make sure jamie clayton did a, a great job as the high priestess and in the original um in the book uh hellbound heart you know she was referred to as the high priestess and then pinhead just caught on and so you know clive barker went too happy about that but it, pinhead stuck and we went with pinhead but it's pinhead or high priestess all right so it's always been a woman okay so we went back to the roots in the book of it being a woman another thing remember that the cenobites remember they don't really to them there is no difference between pleasure and pain they don't see a difference so when you're opening up that box and you're basically giving your soul to this box because you think you're going to get some type of great pleasure power all of this stuff it comes with the price another thing i want to mention at the end of this film also is riley end up living her matt's husband end up living remember he was tied up and was going to die there for a second pinhead the high priestess has a conversation with riley and it's like listen what do you want the whole time riley wanted her brother back or yeah her brother matt back and you see you see matt but she realizes he'll never be the same so she's like i don't want anything i want nothing which really displeases the high priestess and therefore we then see what i was talking about roland's transformation anyways guys i could talk about this all day forever i think i covered everything i wanted to cover um also again guys check out uh den of geek the article that was written by joe george you can go back and read that article find out a little bit more i'm rossi please follow john de gregorio um with 
uh, Movie Lovers Unite. You can follow A-Town Alex. Um, you can follow Charlie Whitman. Those are my guys. We're Movie Lovers Unite. I'm Rossi Talks, and I will see you guys next week. Please like, subscribe, and uh, you can reach us at uh, at Movie Lovers Unite at gmail.com, or you can reach me at RossiTalks at, at gmail.com. It's been a pleasure. Yeah.